Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wild Pickup. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are Woo-hoo. listening to our podcast about yep. guitars and, and, and Tony, what else? Pedals? And Jared, what else? <laughs> 101s and stuff. And Tony, what else? Builders? Right, and amps and all that good stuff. We got Great. lots and lots of stuff. And you know what? Hey, everybody, during this next year, this beautiful year that we have ahead of us, um, yeah. we're going to try to expand, I think, a little bit. Just, you know, not, we're going to, we're, we're still in our, we're staying in our lane, but, mm-hmm. but we're going to see, we're just going to kind of check the side mirrors a little bit and see, like what? see what else is there. So, um, well, I don't know. I'm just saying we're, we're opening our ears. I'm getting a lot of requests in and stuff of like, Hey, there's artists and all kinds of different kinds of gear that maybe we wouldn't have considered. So I'm, you know, we're, we're just checking it out and it's important that we do because we want to keep our listeners involved and we want to keep our supporters supporting us, especially our grand poo boss. Mm, I love those guys. Do you know why I say that, Tony? Um, do we have a Pooba on the line? We have a Grand Pooba on the line. Yes, they do exist. Who are you, Grand Pooba? I am Tim Nowak, owner of Bardic Audio Devices. All right. And he happens to be a powder builder, so that's a bonus. A powder builder? Pal- I messed that up. Sorry. What's, hang a, on. what's a powder builder? <laughs> a powder builder. Powder builder. Does he solder? He does. He solders the pedal, pedal builders. The Paul doors. Paul door builders. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So uh, uh, Tim runs Bardic Audio Devices, uh, cleverly acronymed as BAD. Um, so, uh, but more importantly, at least to us, well, maybe marginally more important. Well, no, definitely more importantly. He's one of our grand poobahs. And that is, as, as anybody has who has heard the show before, um, that is the, the highest level that we have of support. And some might call it the pinnacle. It is the pinnacle. It is the penthouse suite. Um, and we're just really thrilled that they're doing that. So for the listeners who are old, for the listeners who are new, if you're new, welcome. We're really thrilled that you are, are, uh, giving this a shot. And I always oh, hope that you're going to like it. And we'd love to hear from you if you are, and you do like it. We're having, uh, our first grand poobah on with us. Now, even if Tim didn't build pedals, his enthusiasm and support of not only our show, but the entire industry and, and, and guitar enthusiast universe is evident in his support for this show. This is never, uh, we didn't say, oh, by the way, if you support our show, we're going to pull you on and give you an, you know, have you on as an ep- for an episode. We've never done that. This is a decision that we made um, n- not too long ago, it really after just going, wow, we have this incredible support base. And not only do we have an incredible support base, they are active in, in all kinds of other areas of it. They're the ones who are, they're constantly commenting on stuff. They're uh, sending us messages. They're commenting on other people's stuff. They're very deeply involved. And I think that that, that says a lot about, uh, you know, their importance in, in, uh, in our little guitar universe and certainly to us. So we wanted to give our grand Poobahs a shot. Um, and so we're going to, we're going to be doing that periodically through the, 
through the next several months. And it should be exciting because these are, these are people who are super enthusiastic about gear and they care, you know, care enough to, to support this show, care enough to do all those other things I was just mentioning. So welcome Tim Nowak, Grand Poobah, Guitar Knob Grand Poobah, and also, you know, you build some pedals or whatever. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, we'll get into all of that. Um, uh, so we're going to, it's going to be kind of a double, a double interview. We want to interview you as, uh, as a guitar enthusiast as, and also uh, to learn more about your pedals, of course. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to motor on with a couple of uh, announcements real quick. We need to give a big thank you to Rogue. That was like an old uh, 40s ad or something like that. We need to give big thanks to road mics out in Australia. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and around the globe. And around the globe. <laughs> uh, thank you so much to Rode Microphones for supporting our show, for providing this awesome equipment, um, the Rodecaster Pro and the Procaster Mics. Love them, love them, love them. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, they not only make great stuff for podcasting, they make fantastic audio equipment for all kinds of recording needs. And, you know, as even, we are, even live, even, even live, live, even live. Uh, I right. think this is even more evident now that most of us are, you know, somewhat on lockdown at home. We're not out there playing. It's like we mm. still want to, to express ourselves and capture our our thoughts and our music, whether that's, you know, at home, you're, you're doing your own YouTube or broadcast or whatever you're doing. Um, check out road mics. Cause they got good stuff to make you, to help you do that. We also, I just also wanted to share this. We get a lot of uh, mail in and we got hmm. some in that I wanted to share. I thought it was kind of, uh, kind of cool. I always appreciate when people do that. And every time we get a new patron, um, you know, I ask them questions and I say, I want to know more about you. Um, so without further ado, this is from John Williams and, uh, he joined, I think he joined around, um, early August. He said, uh, Hey, very glad to help out. So are we, thank you very much. Uh, your show has been a real inspiration. I guess I found you guys back in April and May of this year. Um, I enjoy it so much. Uh, the, the most meaningful bits to me have been the words of encouragement from you guys and your guests. Just hmm. go make stuff. Give it a shot, kind of, that kind of thing. I've gotten to, quote, know, unquote, the crew. I've enjoyed hearing each of you talk about guitar, you, uh, guitar gear you enjoy um, and what up, what's up in your world and your take on topics, etc. I'd love to buy you all a beer sometime. Well, cheers to you, my friend. Thank you so much for sending that sentiment in. Beers are accepted. Yes. Yeah, uh he also shared uh, some of his gear, as I always ask um, our patrons to do. So uh, he he was heavy on the guitars. He said, um, I'm pretty heavy, pretty guitar heavy. He said, a 98 Parker Fly classic mm. maple. I think yeah. that might be the first time anybody has said Parker Fly on this show. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we said it a while back. We may have. I was. It they're, was more of a... Yeah, they were very modern for the time they came out, and they're very lightweight. Yeah. Uh, well, everything is proprietary too. All of the parts, so they're oh, yeah. very, very difficult to um, fix and restore and find parts and stuff. Tony, you might have something to add with the Parker Fly. Uh Parker Fly. There you um, go. I've, I've I've done I've done some Parker Fly pick guards, actually, some replacement guards. Really? Yeah. 
Interesting. But they are, but they are an unusual instrument and uh, they're ergonomically designed. Um, I, kn- I know a few people that really that play them and love them. You know, um, they're not my particular cup of tea, but you know, if he likes it, that's his, that's his thing. Yeah. Those, uh, I think those came out in like the early nineties. Like, I think, um, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> oh, right. And I think the original, the very first series may have been composite bodies and then they branched out and did some wood bodies and I'm not sure what, I'm not sure if they're still making them or not, or if there's just strictly import versions of them now, but, uh, but yeah, for the time they were a, a super advanced guitar. Yeah. Well, and it's also, uh, I think one of the reasons that they were so notable and still remain so is that, uh, it's made, I believe almost entirely of composite materials. So like, yeah. it's got a carbon fiber, um, the neck has got carbon fiber. The body has got the bar, the, the fretboard is carbon fiber. Um, and, uh, the body has a uh, carbon fiber outer skin, I believe. Um, so yeah, just really, it was weird and it was, it was unique and strange and people like the unique and strange. So <laughs> what else do we have here that is in his stock? He, uh, he says he's got a 97 PRS standard 22 and a 96 Taylor 514C. Uh, he says he's got a little parts caster he put together some years back, the guitar he learned on, and the guitar he learned on, an old Yamaha AES 500, and a few others. Um, he likes pedals, but is constantly shopping and nice. likes long walks on the beach. Thanks for doing <laughs> what you do, fellas. Thank you, John Williams, for sending that in and for supporting our show, doggone it, and for likely supporting a lot of the builders that we've had on the show. Thank you. All right. Uh, we're going to find out what we're doing in our music worlds this week, and we're finally going to get to hear from our guest because I've been yapping. Sorry. Yes, you have. <sighs> Tony Baloney is going to kick us off, and we're going to see what Tim has to say. All right. Well, um, I was in need of uh, a couple of Jazz Master-sized cases not necessarily for jazz masters, but for guitars that fit inside of jazz master cases. I was hoping and, you were going to say like a machine gun or something. Well, yeah. Well, there is that. Shh. Top secret. Um, but um, I, I was getting uh, some from uh, like Amazon had a, a, a brand called Crossrock uh, that were actually very good cases, reasonably priced. Um, but they have been out of stock for probably the last month or so. Ew. And aren't expecting until the end of November. Well, I guess that's almost here now. Um, but um, a while back, I remembered that I had uh, went over to Guitar Fetish. And um, Guitar Fetish has all kinds of parts, some guitars. They do a Earl Slick guitar series. Is that online? Uh, online, yeah. And uh, one of the things that they offer are some pretty cool um re very reasonably priced um uh guitar cases um so they offer you know strat style they offer bass cases they offer you know uh like es335 style acoustic cases but the ones that uh, that that really caught my eye were the jazz master or jaguar sized case and i bought um one of the tooled leather ones or you know faux tooled leather mm-hmm 
uh, a while back, and I, I really liked it. It fits a lot of different guitars, um, but this uh, I, I needed one. You know, it actually was supposed to be here today, but it looks like it was delayed in in transit. But um, <laughs> they had it's a checkerboard Tolex uh, outer case. Ooh, cool. And uh, that one really caught my eye. But they've got stuff like, you know, like faux alligator skin. They've got, you know, standard tweed. They've got linen. They've got standard black, of course. Um, but they're all, um, they're, their normal price is like $84.95. And I think shipping is about $18 or so. So for just a hair over 100 bucks, it's a, it's a really decent case. And anybody that's ever shopped for a jazz master case, you know, if you get a Fender jazz master case, you're looking at closer to $200. Um, uh, SKB is also in that same kind of price range. So these are, I, I think they're really well-made cases. Um, they actually have leather ends or, you know, the fake leather ends like a G&G &G case Yay. and uh, extremely reasonably priced. So if, you, if you're ever in need for that, uh, I would check out Guitar Fetish. Mm. Will Dusky. How much did they pay you to say all that? They didn't. And I'm going to have to get in touch. Maybe I can get a free case out of it. I'm actually looking <laughs> at Guitar go. Fetish right now. I'm looking at these Earl Slick guitars. Yeah, the Earl Slick stuff is really cool. And they're those are super, super affordable. Cheap. Dude, these yeah. are 229 bucks. Yeah. What, what about the uh the leather tooled type jazz master size cases we bought a while back? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, I have one. I think you did you get a couple of them? I Joe? got a couple of them, yeah. Yeah, and they're I mean, I would put them up against any standard fender or G and G case. I mean, they're I they're agree. they're really well made. And they look cool and they've got some really cool options. At first, when I saw these, I was like, what? That looks crazy. But these are bolt-on. I mean, this is a really, yeah. these are basic guitars. But yeah. what a gr it's a great way to get into a, a, a cool-looking guitar that uh, seems to have some pretty sweet parts on it. So, yeah. anyways, check that out over at guitarfetish.com. Yeah, baby. Um, cool. Tim, what's going on, buddy? Well, uh, this this past week has been the second round of exams for me, and just as I was about to prepare for those, a giant PCB order came in for me. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I couldn't keep myself away from working on those. I started on working on the new version of the Thunderclap, my base, my base preamp pedal, and the the new Beast boards, which will be an upcoming pedal. And then just today, I well, it seems like this week has been a big release week for a lot of pedal makers and yeah i i picked up the parts garden from mask audio electronics real excited about that one we've had him on the show everybody can go back and find that episode yay oh yeah because because of the show I, I followed him and uh we we've uh touched base a few times and he's really helped me grow as a builder as well awesome heck yeah he's a good dude Cool. So you had a uh, you had a lot of stuff going on over there. Um, now, aside from building stuff, do you did you uh, have anything musically happening? Uh, musically, uh, uh, playing through the pedals and building. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because a lot, every, almost everybody that we get on, they're like, "I'm busy building stuff. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sitting around playing." Um, which is a, a weird thing. It's kind of like if you work at a pizza shop, you don't really get to sit around and eat pizza, I guess. I don't know. Well, I, I, I worked at Little Caesars over 
last semester at Western and I ate a lot of pizza there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when I, I worked at Little Caesars as well when I was in high school. I, I was allowed to go there after school and eat. Yeah. All that, I wanted. It was, uh, it did, was heaven. Did they have a guard? <laughs> Dude, no. It was the manager was just really cool. She's like, you can come in anytime you want and eat out in the buffet. Eat all you want. I was like, yes. <laughs> I don't think she little understood what she signed you, up for. <laughs> yeah, so it's good. Little did she know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my right. goodness. Uh, so uh, well, that's cool. Thanks uh, for sharing that, Tim. Jared, how about yourself, buddy? Uh, it has to do with guitar cases, just like good old oh. Tony Baloney. Wow. Uh, so. My good buddy in Fremont, Ohio, he he owns and runs a guitar shop. He had a, an old guild, and I bought that guild, and I believe I talked about it uh, one time or another on here. Uh, but I actually um, traded that guitar away for some work to be done, and I have the case still because mm. the case. Now that is a very it's a very cool old vintage case. It's. It is made by stone hmm. and in stone is, and I, I believe it's a late fifties and it's kind of got a brown. It's just a brown, uh, whatever you call it. What's the case material called? Tolex. Tolex. Yeah. And it's, the case is so old. It just feels hard and crispy. There's like <laughs> no, there's no buoyancy or, you know, stretch or anything, or you can't really move it around. It's just really old, but I cleaned it up today and it was made with only two hinges hmm. and they're the two hinges are very small, very small hinges and they were broken. So the top doesn't stay on. So I went on eBay not too long ago. And I found the hinges. I'm like, I found the exact hinges. Hmm. I am awesome. And I got them in the mail and they're like twice as big. Oh, boy. But they look the same. Like they're the exact same shape, exact same design, but they're twice as big. And I'm like, you know what? That's cool. I'll just take the small ones off, which I actually did today. And I'll just replace them with these big giant hinges and add an extra hinge in the center to strengthen this old beast. And it's a very clean case. There's not much damage at all to it. And it's got a beautiful blue velvet inside. Yeah. Um, the flap still works. Um, it's still on there. It's not missing. So I, I'm going to, I went ahead and cleaned it and I'm going to vacuum it out. And then, uh, I don't know, Tony Bologna, you got any old guilds that, that uh, uh, may fit in that case? I'll have to check. I think yours is a thick body, or the the guitar it was it was a thick body. It certainly is. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> um, I'll have to check and see. But I mean that that would be a pretty good sell. Uh, you know, either on eBay or, right? or Reverb. Yeah. Um, yeah, you might would, check check it out. If, and see. Honestly, if you have a guitar that fits it, I would just give it to yeah. you. Well, I'll check yeah, I and would, see if I if I have yeah. something that I need to to fit in there. But um, I was going to ask you, uh, you so you haven't put the new hinges on yet, have you? No. Do you have uh, the rivet tool that you need for that? That basically splits the rivet. Um, do, you, do you know how? To, well, let me let me start by saying, do you know how to put those the hinges on? So 
to me, it, it comes with the, the three brass rivets. Okay. And they're split in the center. Correct. So I would assume that you split, you split it. You know what well, I'm saying? There, there's an actual tool that uh, kind of bends them around. Uh, so basically, you loosen the lining from the inside of the case where the where the rivets go, and this yeah. tool. I mean, you can do it with a pair of pliers, yeah. but but it's uh, if you have the right tool, the it, it, it actually it actually works better. Yeah. Um, so I think I've got one of those down at the shop because yeah. I had to do some some repairs at some point in time on a case. Yeah, I mean, uh, sometime I'll just bring it over and yeah, you can show me how that works and see if you have a guitar. That yeah, in it. I would. I'd just rather give it to a friend than, you know, make a couple bucks and then have to ship it a, a case. It's yeah, just, yeah, bleh. costs yeah. as much to ship a case as it does a guitar. I know. It's like bleh. so. Bleh. Well, cool. Yeah, well, that's what's going on. Uh, yeah. vintage case time at Brandon Pickups. Nice. So. Interesting. It's a beautiful case. That's all I got to say. It's great. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, I spent a lot of time. Hey, Todd, how about you? Huffing uh, <laughs> solder smoke. Mm. I was busy building one of the uh, Ion Effects kits. I was very excited. I did a post uh, where I opened those up and uh, been busy building the tremolo kit. And uh, it is one, it has a lot of knobs on it. It's got six knobs and two LEDs. Wow. And it was it was a lot of fun. Um, so I'm putting the finishing touches on that, and it was just great to. I haven't built one in a little while, and it was just great to kind of like lose time. You know, you you burn your head out during work. You got other kinds of responsibilities and home and stuff. Anybody with kids and stuff, it's kids are the best. But um, when you get your when you kind of close off the rest of the world, shut the door and go in and sit down in the, on, on your bench or wherever you're doing these, this type of thing. It's just, uh, it's, it's pretty great. So, and here's the, here's the bonus. If you didn't catch that little thing I put up on the, on the Instagram, we're giving away a refractor kit. What is the refractor kit? Tony asks. What is that? Well, yeah. that is the Klon Centaur KTR Ooh. clone. Yes. And it's not just a, hey, this should sound like it. The guys put a lot of work into making sure that it, it like is accurate to the, to the actual circuit and has uh, sourced out really fantastic parts for it. So we're going to be giving that away uh, nice. to our patrons um, on our 200th. On on the on the uh, uh, the purge the the what two hundredth the two hundredth episode. So that week, all, all around our two hundredth episode, we're gonna be giving away a lot of stuff. Everybody, I know, man. You're you. It seems like every episode you're adding one more thing to the it's pile. True. It's true. I know. I know of two things that just got shipped this morning that some people Ooh. are gonna be excited about. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little post that's running through all those things. I'll probably do I'm it reading into next it next week. And uh, Jared's got some stuff in there. It's gonna be fantastic. Yeah. Um, so anyways, very, very excited about this. And not only because it's our 200th episode, which is kind of hard to believe, um, but because we've got some fantastic stuff to give away to those who have been listening and supporting our show. 
So that makes us feel good. Um, so I'm looking forward to building another one here pretty soon. Don't know what I'm going to do, but I, I can't wait to do it. So we need to do some of this. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Hey, Tim. Hey, Tony. Do you have a pedal board? I do. I make a lot of pedals and I got to put them on a board. You know, my pedal board looks like it's wired together with spaghetti. But my good friend Jared recommended Tour Gear Designs cables. Oh, yeah. Tour Gear Designs. I think I, I might have heard of them. And uh, so I, I, I've got some here. I'm getting rid of the spaghetti and the sauce and the cheese. Oh, I'll save it for later, though. I'm going to recommend these Tour Gear Design cables for your pedal board. Are they, are they flat? They're very flat. Some might call them crepe thin. You might, crepe and that's thin. the only person that does. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark Tony Baloney. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, you're probably thinking, oh, yeah, this, this guy, he's, he's going to get me to, I'm going to have to spend thousands of dollars to recable my pedal board. But no. I don't have that money. No, you don't need that kind of money because they these. started five and a half. Yeah, thank you. Not only are they super thin and super durable and super dependable, they're very affordable. Oh, wow. That's even better. Perfect yeah. for a struggling college students such as myself. The best part about this is if you go to get uh, tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discounts forward slash guitar knobs, you're going to save 10% on your entire order. That is is pretty sweet. So you can get that extra pepperoni on your little Caesar's pizza. Did you say 10%? Uh, I said 10% at tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discounts forward slash the guitar knobs. We're going to hear from Tim Nowak or else Tony's just going to keep his show going, his ad show going. We're going to hear from Tim Nowak right now. We're going to listen to his four on the floor. Tim, please grace us with your four on the floor. Okay, my my first four on the floor is the Electra Foods Germ Warfare. Ooh, yeah. We've oh. had them on the show, too. We did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, if I w- wasn't listening to the podcast, I wouldn't have been able to buy it or even know about it. Perfect. Well done. Well said. Didn't even, didn't even prompt you. So tell <laughs> us about the Germ Warfare. What do you love about that? Well, I, as... As you know, but some other people may not, I play bass guitar primarily, and I really love the amount of treble actually it has, because I'm a really big punk rock fan, and I, it just gives my bass that nice metallic clangy tone, mm. and just a touch of grit, and it just stacks really nicely with every other drive I have. Awesome. It's never going to leave my board. Fantastic. So- and the germ warfare, the germ stands for germanium. Yes, it does. Yep. So it's a. Are you, are you sure it doesn't stand for the germs? It could. It could. Now, Tim, do you do you do? Uh, um, you know, I'm going to make a giant sweeping generalization here. Do you prefer old school punk or, I guess, new school punk, or both? Whatever. Um, I'm primarily in the skate punk genre. Okay. Like no effects. Yep. And also like ska punk, like Rancid and Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yeah. Bouncy stuff. Cool. Dig it. Dig it. Uh, what's number two? 
Number two is the EHX pitchfork. Oh, well, yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting, but you're doing bass, so that <laughs> makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually really like it for the octave up functions. I, I'm a pretty into old retro video games like Mario and Legend of Zelda and whatnot and Pokemon, and I really like recreating their like theme songs and such with the octave up. It kind of gives like a 8-bit kind of texture with the bass. Yeah. Nice. Number three. Number three is, I don't actually have this one, but I've built it several times, is the the Russian Big Muff. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, you mean like the, the OG Big Muff, the OG Russian OG, one? OG oh. green, tall font, whatever. Yeah. Nice. Uh, synonymous with bass players. I And uh, I recently built a clone of it just the other week for a client and... I was testing it out and I was like, man, I got to build myself one of these. It's, <laughs> I haven't played one since I first got into pedals. My first pedal was the bass big muff, which I think was a variation on the Russian muff. Mm. So what about that, that particular pedal? There's so many variations of, of a big muff and, um, you know, people, um, you know, tend to line up on, on certain ones. Uh, Ren and Cuff has, does an amazing job with their sort of, you know, versions of, of all the different ones. Uh, what about, what about the, the Russian? Now, is this the black Russian or the green Russian? A green Russian, although they're, they're both fairly similar sound wise. Gotcha. I prefer the white Russian. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what what about it specifically about that one out of all of the muffs which what is that what does that do for you well in all in all the muffs they have a soft clicking clipping configuration and there's a capacitor in line with the clipping diodes on each transistor and the biggest difference i found with all the muffs is that one capacitor value and on the russian muff it's particularly small compared to the other variations and that allows the bass frequencies to pass through without getting distorted or clipped so you get the the mid-rangey high-end grit while still having a clean bass tone it's kind of like a built-in clean blend almost nice yeah oh i love the clean blend big fan of the clean blend so uh how about number four number four is the arion bass chorus this was my second pedal ever, my first chorus, and probably my favorite chorus on bass. Still, I don't, I don't know how else to describe it, but just, just perfect on bass. Hmm. So, so what makes it? I mean, is it because of the frequencies that it uh, creates the chorus effect, or it just plays well with the bass? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the it's the frequencies that are allowed to go through the modulation stage. I'm not 100% sure. I haven't looked into it that much. Mm-hmm. I just know it sounds great. Yeah, well, that's cool. Mm. Well, I wanted to go back to the pitchfork because uh, I'm always curious. I mean, I, as a guitar player, I love 12-string guitars. So I love, you know, the octaves up on the, especially on the lower strings. Have you, or have you messed with, like, either an 8-string or, if you're Tom Peterson, a 12-string bass? to get 12-string bass? 
Yes. Who's? I mean, he, he's got he's got the you know uh, each string has two. I know, octaves. but this that's a pretty rare. Uh, it's thing. Tom Peterson for God's sakes. Yeah, whatever. Okay, the, so the most continue. strings I've I've ever gone up to is a five string. Okay, so you haven't messed with any of the 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 octave strings like a like a like an eight string bass would have a you know a core string plus a, a an octave string. Which right, yeah. kind of gives you the same sort of effect, although I think with the pedal, you're probably getting a little more wonkiness or modulation or, or something like that. Student for Pete's sakes, how's he going to get a twelve-string bass? Uh, I'll, I'll tell. He can settle for an eight. How <laughs> many Christmas kind of story is that? Well, you know, just just bring the pitchfork to my local music go around and have a whack at it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> I was just curious as because I know a lot of bass players experiment with other, you know, just, just you know, variations on a theme there. I didn't know if you'd had a chance to mess with anything like that. Yeah, I can't say I I know how well the pitchfork emulates that, if at all, but I do yeah. like the sounds out of it. It is a bit more uh I guess digital you could say. Yeah. But uh the, the octave down is probably closer to what like a boss OC2 would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. polyphonic. Is that something you would endeavor building? An OC2? Uh just no, no, an octave pedal. Oh, an octave pedal? Uh yeah, I've I've looked into it a few times, but uh it's really hard to make a clean octave either way. Octave down is doable analog wise, but digital digitally is the only way to do octave up clean and yeah so i probably have to use like a have you heard of the fv1 chip uh no i'm not as familiar with the individual chips that's where my sort of uh th that's the door i didn't don't get to walk out of <laughs> <laughs> well that, that's the that's the chip that a lot of boutique manufacturers do a lot of their more wacky designs out of like the like the earthquaker devices rainbow machine that's right. based off that and a lot of just a lot of like crazy modulation delay reverb kind of stuff it's really fun if you want to get into programming i know right. pedal pcb sells a little development board for it and that's how i got into it oh that's cool that's cool so you're going to start dabbling into that a little bit the programming part yeah, that's the plan. Uh, oh. I'm hoping my schooling will help me progress through that and do it a little more professionally. Well, that let's we'll get into that in just a second. That's a great segue. We're going to give a quick shout out to John Fintel, uh, johnfintel.com, J-O-N-F-I-N-T-E-L.com. He's here at RelayRecording.com, which is where... I'm sitting alone again in this, <laughs> you know, this backwater studio. <laughs> you know, he he was kind enough to give us like the, you know, the 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 shed to to do to record in. Um, but we're grateful for it because he's it's a, good a guy. damn nice shed. It's Come a, on, it's an it's pretty okay. It's it it's well, anyways, it's it's kind of home. So, uh, anyways, John is fantastic with capturing guitar tone which is important because we're all guitar players of some kind bass or other uh have included of course and uh 12 string you know banjos or whatever tony how is he with how is he, with. 
How is he with synth guitars? I'm not entirely sure. I, 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 you'd have to ask him. But hey, if you want to ask him any questions, or you are trying to search for your best guitar tone uh, to get that recorded, and or get it recorded, and or get something mastered, go ahead and hit him up, JohnFintel.com. Thanks for uh, for having us here, my friend. Thank you, John. Yes, sir. We need to find out a couple things from Tim Nowak. First of all, first and foremost. He has been a fan of our show for a long time. He's been supporting our show for a long time. And that is the number one reason he is on the show right now um, because of his uh, his just heavy-duty support. And as you have probably found out by now, if you tuned out during my <laughs> intro stuff, which is entirely possible, um, he builds pedals too. And uh, for for Bardic Audio device, Bardic Audio. Why I got an issue with my R's and L's tonight. Bardic Audio devices. Uh, so we're gonna find out about that in just a little bit. But Tim, we want to talk to you as a guitar enthusiast. You clearly care a lot about this uh, this type of thing. You got love for you know whether you want to call it a hobby, a uh, passion, or whatever. Um, you have it and you're willing to support that. So we we're grateful for that. Um, can you tell us just kind of maybe how did you get kicked off into the whole, um, world of guitar stuff? Well, uh, I'd say it started about my sophomore year in high school. I was, I was in the, the school band and marching band playing trombone and saxophone. And I really liked a, a band called Streetlight Manifesto because they it was kind of like a ska ska punk kind of band, mm-hmm. and I really liked playing the horn lines and emulating them. But they also had a really fantastic bass player, and that's what got me into playing bass. I got my first bass. It was a it was a Rogue five string bass. I knew I didn't even know how many strings it was supposed to have, <laughs> but uh, I got that from a music go round down in Toledo. And got a Fender Rumble 40 bass amp and started learning off of that. And then it was probably a year later, I picked up my first pedal, the bass Big Muff. And later on, the Aryan bass chorus. And then my uh, girlfriend, my current girlfriend, she uh, got me into listening to podcasts. I never really listened to them before. So I started listening to some like an NPR podcast and whatnot. But then I decided, Hey, maybe there's a guitar podcast out there. So I just searched guitar podcasts on Google. And I think guitar knobs was one of the first results on there. Hallelujah. And I I clicked on that and I was like, wow, this is, I didn't even know how much work went into pedals and the gear into all that. And then, uh, here I am four to five years later and I have about like 30 pedals and I have a s- small business going on. That's fantastic. So thanks for starting my addiction. <laughs> That's awesome. Yay. That's really cool. Glad that, uh, well, we're sure, obviously we're very glad that you found us. Um, but even more glad that you've, you know, been able to kick off this, um, passion of yours for collecting and, uh, and building, of course. Um, w- along the way, w- like, what was the thing that made you say, hey, I should maybe start building? Uh, mainly, I think this was pretty common. It was the issue of money. 
because gear is expensive. And I didn't have a lot of money working at a Mexican restaurant (laughs) as a prep cook and dishwasher. So uh, I decided, hey, the stuff looks pretty cool. I I looked up the DIY stuff after listening to a few episodes of people talking about it a bit. And I was like, oh, this seems pretty pretty simple, fairly easy to do. Mm-hmm. So I got myself a breadboard, got myself a few components off of Amazon, and I started plugging them in, plugging and chugging. And based and after that, I I mean it's history. Nice. Well done. As to the the I guess you know the the enthusiasm the the enthusiast part um tell us about you know as so before you start building you you're a listener of the show but obviously you're plugged in in other ways what is it about the i guess the guitar community that that keeps you so involved because you you are one of the more involved people and that's what we mentioned we we aren't just talking to you or the other poobahs because you're at a certain level or something. You are really involved in, in the guitar community at a, at an enthusiast level, not as a, you know, somebody who's got deep connections or has got a giant company or anything like that. What is it about this that, that keeps you going within it? So I found the, the guitar community is, different from any other community kind of aspect I've ever experienced. It's, it's very, what's the very collaborative and very welcoming and everyone's just happy to see that, Hey, this guy is into guitar and into the same stuff as I am. Let's chat about it. Let's maybe think of maybe some cool new things to do if we're builders and whatnot. And I, it's just really cool how everyone is just so friendly and so open to giving advice to new people. And I, I've never experienced any, any bad will within the community. It's, it's very positive overall. That's it's, cool. That's awesome. Uh, Tony, did you, were you trying to say No, something? I was just saying that that's, that's really cool. And I, I think that's kind of been my experience too. I mean, every once in a while you run into a sour grape or something like that, but by and large, um, between the customers that I deal with, the, uh, other musicians that I deal with, I mean, everybody is, you know, they're, they're, they're interested in what you're doing. Um, they're, they're really cool about, you know, sharing ideas and, 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 and in some cases, concepts and things like that. So, yeah, I, I think probably all of us have had that same experience. Right. Yeah. No one's trying to like hide, hide their designs or trying to get a leg up on the other guy. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Well, well that was, that was back, <laughs> back in the seven, back in the seventies. They did. They used to yeah. code, code everything in, uh, goop it. I mean, I've, I've got some, I've got some things that I do in my shop that I will never tell anybody that, you know, how I do that or whatever. You I, told me, I, I think it's very, I think it's smart to keep some things up your sleeve, but you know, yeah, I agree with you. It's very welcoming, very collaborative. 
Well, from um, a fan standpoint, from an enthusiast, not necessarily a, you know, that's your living. You're, you're building the stuff out there. I'm, yeah. I'm more you know, when you do it, when you're doing it for a living, it's you, you do think about it a little bit differently. If you have, you know, if, if you don't have you another job, sauce. yeah, you, you rely on that secret sauce because you also rely on income. Yeah. yeah but yeah, right. when you're, yeah. when you're in a community where you're doing stuff on the side, absolutely it's it's uh very welcoming and i i'm not afraid to call anybody and ask them hey how do you do this or that you know as long as i don't feel like i'm well i think yeah i think that boundary you know yeah i think that's i was uh, that's what i was getting at too and i mean i've had you know companies call and say hey we like the material that you have can you give us a source and you know uh, it's not like i'm having it you know, proprietarily made for me. So I, I'm, I'm happy to. Is that why you keep part. getting all these crazy calls? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Tim, uh, aside from, you know, obviously you're, you like pedals and you're building pedals, but um, if, so, if there is a conversation going on and, uh, and it's about either guitars or pedals or amps or whatever, is there one of those things that particularly gets you like more involved or more juiced? Is there anything that you're more excited about? Um, I'd say I'm, I really like it whenever people open up a pedal and look at the guts and then I can see what's in there. And I, I know like the first, one of the first things I saw was the inside of a boss pedal. And I was like, damn, that's cool. Whenever anyone posts or talks about the internal, internal workings of everything, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'll have to look into that myself and maybe try to infl- implement it into a few designs or whatnot. You know, actually, what 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 piques my interest is if somebody is comes up with a like a cool guitar design that maybe is is comparable or similar to something that that I really like, but is slightly different enough that you know they're not infringing on any trademarks or mm. or anything like that. But you know, like as I page through. You know, whatever magazine, vintage guitar or, or guitar player, or whatever. You know, if you look at the new products pages and you see some some kind of cool stuff, and I'm sure it's that way. You know, with different pedals and and other equipment and things too. Um, when you see something that is kind of familiar, uh, but different enough, or maybe an updated version, I, the thing that immediately comes to mind is it. You know, it happened today. I was, uh, the new vintage guitar magazine came in, uh, came out and there's a company called satellite, uh, satellite amps or satellite guitars. And they, well, they're, they're building, a cor- uh, basically their version of, uh, Epiphone coronets. Um, they acquired the, the design rights to remake the earliest versions of the coronets. Oh. And, uh, it's a really cool guitar. It's, you know, it's, it's it's different than the ones that came out later in the 60s but that i saw that there is I, there really is something different about the earlier ones yeah are, yeah i mean well they're symmetrical for one thing forgive the, me are are they can you describe what they're shaped like i'm having a hard time remembering what they look like so it's it's like well in this case it's a symmetrical double cutaway um it's a single pickup uh the original ones had the old new york style you're right. Um, You're right. But, I remember now. And they, but they're offering them both in in the New York style as well as the dog ear P90, and it's yeah. got the butterfly shaped guard mm. on it. Yeah. 
And you know who makes those New York style pickups really well is our guy, uh, our friend Curtis Novak. That's right. And it, and that let me bring this home. Uh, when I'm looking on the gram, and what really gets me and what really gets my attention are people like Curtis Novak, somebody who who makes a pickup that no one else does and no one else makes. And there's there's a lot of guys out there that are doing this, that are making their own casings, their own style, uh, something that I have not thought of or that I don't think I can do. I love looking at that stuff because there's, you know, it's, it's for me, it's like being forced to, to do things out of the box. Like, how yeah. am I going to keep up with the Joneses? Well, I just get on Instagram and I look at the other guys that are doing <laughs> some really great designing. Yeah. yeah. Now, Curtis is one of those guys, you know, uh, he's got his own molding equipment. He's, uh, he'll, you know, I, I know that he's paid to have like things custom metal stamped and, you know, just for relatively small runs of things. And, yeah. uh, he's, he's, he's one of those pickup builders that really focuses in on some of the, really the more hard to find types of things yeah he's a special uh, dude for sure man it's yeah. super nice guy does. too it's, it's it's good stuff yeah i think yeah, one of the uh, things that uh that i get excited about uh, i i mean i love pedals love pedals maybe because they're more accessible so i get like i get pretty excited about all come I, like i love them tony to your point whenever i see like a a, a special guitar like when we had um you know dago uh, villan is like mm. oh my gosh you know i first time i saw that i was like I dang near dropped my phone. Um, and there are so many. I'm pulling out one. That was just one that I, that I thought of. Um, but um, just the other day, I sent to Jared um, uh, Dallas Seeger. What a great name. Seeger Guitars. S-E-G-E-R. So he's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I saw that and I was like, well, okay, got to get this guy on the show. It, it's just instantly. And I'm like, I want to know more about this. That's the kind of thing. I, maybe because it's harder, it, it's a little bit harder to do. Um, get those unique things. That's, you know, when we had, when we had Chase Gullet, he was one of the first people I met in Ohio. When I moved here in the guitar community, I walked into a guitar show. He was the very first vendor I saw and his guitars blew me away. And, just talked to him yesterday, by the way. Yeah, and he's still a great friend, and he still makes some some of the most outstanding guitars I've seen out there. So um, yeah. that's the kind of thing that that, that gets me going. Um, so Tim, in this industry, you, you you get to you know you you've been to shows and stuff and all that, and you're obviously in, involved beyond the digital realm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so that brought you into building your own pedals and stuff. And so let's talk, let's talk about that really quick. So Bardic audio devices, what, where does that name come from? Well, I'm a, I'm a big D and D fan, Dungeons and Dragons and oh. a, a bard in, in that game or in like medieval kind of times is kind of just a person who, you know, kind of like a gigging musician, just like street corner hat, or gig bag down on the ground playing for change and whatnot. So that's where Bard, the Bard part came from. Interesting. And audio devices is kind of hoping that sometime in the future I can expand from pedals into other such electronic music stuff, such as like amps and whatnot. That's cool. Ooh. Yeah. 
get a get a boutique bass amp line going. There you go. Yeah, not a lot of those out there. No. Um. Well, so Bardic. Okay, that makes sense. And you just happened to? Did you do BAD on purpose? Uh, I did. Like how <laughs> the acronym sounded. Uh huh. And I and I hope that at this point it's kind of ironic. So uh, yeah, you you sent us the the Goblin. Uh, I do remember that one because it was gold and it was like a, it was a scratchy looking paint. That was kind oh, of yeah. a, a unique thing that I, I hadn't seen a lot of. Um, that looked really cool. And I don't mean distressed. What what is the technique that you did on that paint? Uh, I got this special uh, pow- powder. It's like chameleon. So it depending on like the viewing angle, it's either green or gold. Mm. I, what I where I bought it, it's usually used for nail art, like fingernails. Uh-huh. And what I did is I mixed that in with a little bit of uh, polyacrylic clear coat, and I brushed that on with a little foam sponge onto a black enclosure. Wow! Check you out, man. That's like that's some pretty uh, pretty big thinking there. It, I mean, Not it's fair. cool. You. you you get it out of the box. You're like, well, this doesn't look like other ones. And that's how you do it. There you go. Oh, you just gave away your secret sauce. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said nail art too. Like, uh, so that means you got, you, you're familiar, uh, with that. And it's not like nail polish. No. Yeah. Yeah. My, the reason I found out about it was through my girlfriend. She was wanting to maybe give me a, some inspiration on what, what to do, what to make them stand out a bit. Uh-huh. That's cool. So, so I'm like, okay, I'll learn the right things and whatnot. And she really helped me along with that one. Oh, well, good for good for all of us for her doing that. <laughs> Tell her thank you collectively from the guitar community. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a couple you started out with like with a with a, a boost, um, and then you uh quickly expanded. I remember when you, you sent us a note about that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You made a pedal. And then you're like, boom. No, I got a whole bunch of them. Check them out. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of, that That doesn't uh, happen all the time. You just went for it. Yeah, I, I really fell in love with doing it. And I think in, in late December, it'll be officially a year since I started this endeavor. That's awesome, man. Fantastic. Yeah, I really, I really like it. It's been really fun. I've expect, I mean, this, this COVID stuff is crazy, but the upside of it was I was able to basically spend my whole summer building and designing guitar effects pedals. And that was pretty fun. Awesome. I appreciate that you're doing ones that aren't just bass. Yeah, I, I didn't want to primarily, I wanted to give bass players an option, but I realize that most of the pedal community are guitar players and I like to play a little guitar too. So I figure why not make something for everyone, right? Absolutely. How many pedals do you have out right now? The Advantage Dirty Boost has a few different variants, but we can just count that as one right now. So there's that, the Goblin, then there's the the Goblin Fuzz. That's a great fuzz, man. Thanks. I, I hope to make another run with those except add a master volume. Yeah. That'll help. And then, so, yeah. 
Go ahead. No, sorry about that. Go ahead and finish. I have a bad habit of just never coming in at the right time. (laughs) Todd Todd laughs every single time. He he lives for this moment. Yeah, that's uh, that is the proverbial intersection T bone. That is correct. uh, There's there's one every every episode. It's hilarious. Uh, So, uh, Tim, you were please please go on with the you were going through your the rest of your pedals. Okay. Advantage, Dirty Boost, Goblin, then the Thunderclap, Bass Preamp and Distortion, and the Oathbreaker, Distortion, and Octave. Nice, nice, the Oaths. So you got some colorful names, that's very nice. Uh, and yeah. I'm sure many more to to come. Uh, Jared, I think Jared has a question that he wants to ask you. Well, you know, just when, when you're doing pedals, I, first of all, what was the very first pedal that you wanted to build did you build the the pedal that you wanted to build or did you you know start constructing something a little easier just to get your feet wet and then on top of that now uh what's your favorite pedal that you make that you use what's your go-to okay uh well the first pedal i ever built was a weird variant on the on the big muff it was not not exactly using like the same kind of parts, but getting the same sound, but with different components. And I I wanted to basically make my own version of the bass big muff I had, but make it smaller. So that was the first PCB I designed, first board I populated, first thing I put together in one box and called it an actual pedal. And I really I really like it, and I still use it to this day. And uh, uh, what was your second question? Sorry. Yeah, I think you already answered it. That's the one you go to the most uh, personally of your your own creation. Oh, uh, probably the the first one I go to would be the the thunderclap. That was my that was the first ever pedal I produced under Bardic Audio Devices. Oh, cool. It it was a six knob bass preamp in a kind of like a signal path that I've never really seen before, but I find it really useful. Oh, it's okay. a, it's like a, a clean boost with a two band bass treble active EQ. And then that's in parallel with a rat style distortion. And I found that like boosting the bass on the clean channel and having the high end grit of the rat that I was able to get some nice, punk and metal tones out of that and that's probably the pedal of mine that i play with the most that's cool and that works good on guitar too yeah 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 it's as as with most of my stuff it's full frequency doesn't cut out much of anything and if it does you can always have control over it you know you're talking about octave and stuff uh i think if you if you or anybody else here here's my dumb pedal name that is also awesome pedal name um uh, if you did a uh, a mu- uh, um, octave fuzz based on a muff, right? You could call it a, a McMuffin because you know the octave kind of some sometimes sounds like bagpipes. <laughs> that would Tony nothing really. Oh geez, come on, that's good McMuffin. Whatever. Anyways, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll I'll build. 
I'll build one one day and I'll send it out to you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll yeah. buy you one from McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I'm loving um, it. <laughs> Tim, we really want to thank you for being on the show and for supporting us and uh, for building pedals for, you know, all, all kinds of new things for other people to experience. Who knows? Maybe there's somebody who's just joining for the first time. Who's like, Hey, I didn't know there's all these episodes out here with all these builders. And, and, uh, you know, you, you kickstarted the cycle and there's going to be another you and in, in like a year or two going like, well, after hearing that, who knows? I build pedals too. Now I like that. Exactly. And, uh, just to get a little, a little deeper with it, my my experience with the Guitar Knobs podcast and bringing me into building effect, effects pedals and getting into resistors, capacitors, and whatnot, that actually was the final kick or the main kick to get me going to school for what I'm majoring in, electrical engineering. What? So, oh, wow. yeah. Wow. Wow. We changed this man's life. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Oh, golly. That makes me so happy. That's fantastic. Thank and, you for I'm sharing not, not that. I'm regretting it so far. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't. It's, it's also really interesting and really fun. You and should re reach out to our guy, Mikey, too, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, That's I mean, he's, he's a genius. Yeah. I think he's going for his doctorate in it. I could be wrong, but probably yeah, bro, yeah, probably get my doctorate in it. But I'm gonna get hey, married bro, first, man. Doctor bro, bro. doctor Mike. After bro. my married stuff, yeah, man. Man. <laughs> we love you, Mikey. And yes, we, we do. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Tim Nowak, uh, our one of our guitar knobs, grand poobahs, and builder of Bardic audio devices. Thank you so much, Tim, for joining us. Yep, Jared. This is the part <laughs> where I sing higher, a little ditty. Higher, Jared, higher. I will. And I love singing this little ditty, and then I'm going to ask a question about stuff. So, without further ado, would you rather? All right. Would you rather? You have an old guitar. It's not a museum piece, and it's not usually valuable, but it sounds great, and you love it. The frets are a bit worn, and the original owner swapped the tuners and replaced the bridge pickup. Ugh. All good quality parts, and it's been like that for 40 years. But hey, that's what's in the case. You know, all the original parts. Wow. So yes. Not, wow. You have all the original parts to this old guitar. What kind of guitar is it? It's an old guitar. It's not a museum piece. And it's not <laughs> highly valuable. <laughs> That's what kind of guitar it is. Yeah. Wow. So you rather. So you have all the original parts in in the case. In what, the case. what do we call that? That's I'm, like I'm, a what, what's that? That's a like closet guitar, too. Tony. Is that is that what you call that one? We call it what? You know, the the it's the it's the old one from like in the closet or under the bed, under grandpa's it's, bed or whatever. Yeah, oh, a closet classic. Closet or, yeah. classic. There you go. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. So, would you rather install the original parts, fix it up, fix up the dings, and have a a refret to restore it as close as you can to its glorious original state from the store, 
Or would you respect the guitar's journey and play the great guitar? It is now. So, you know, keep the aftermarket bridge pickup in and the tuners that probably work better than than the original. That's up to you guys. What are you guys going to do? I don't know. That's a mm. great question. That yeah. question is from my friend, John Jackson. John, thank you for sending in Thanks, that John. awesome question for us. Tony Baloney, go ahead. Yes. Well, you know, uh, Jared, you said something towards the end there that you say it, it, it's, it's an awesome guitar as it is right now. Is that yeah. truly the case? Uh, probably. It sounds like it's very functional still. It's and it, functional. The frets are good. That's the, key. That's great. key. Yeah. I would say, even though having all the original parts, which if, if I do any kind of changes on a guitar or whatever, I always keep the original parts, whether I keep mm -hmm. them in the case or a box marked for what guitar goes with whatever, because I think there's a lot of people that like to have the original parts, even if they're broken. Um, they still yep. like to know that the original parts are there, but given the fact that if 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 the frets are good, don't mess with them until they need fixed. If the pickup sounds good, leave it alone. If the tuning machines are working better than the originals, leave them alone. I mean, if they were replaced, as you say, thirty or forty years ago, and they're still functioning, I mean, that's almost as good as the original stuff, anyhow. So that's I. I say if the guitar is is working as it is, let it go. And if there's something that you don't like about it, then change it at that point. Jared? This is a great would you rather. Um, there's social media groups that I'm in, and you get guys that show pictures of their dad's or their grandpa's guitar. And some of them are worth upwards over 20 grand just in the you know condition it's in and what i can't stand is everybody trying to tell the poor guy what to do with it you know you'll have 200 comments saying do this do that and do this and do that i think it really depends who you are um and and leave the fella alone if he asks for advice give him the advice and if that fella were me were me in this situation uh, I believe I would, if the bridge pickup didn't work anymore and I wasn't a pickup guy, I would just leave the guitar alone. You know, I, I guess. Um, what am I saying? Of course I would have. I would send it to myself and have myself repair it and pay for a charge. Or, or someone like you. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, but uh, no, I would I would let it be. You know, the, there's a reason the tuners were changed because they, you know, old tuners don't work after a while they don't stay in tune or whatever there's a reason that those things were done to that guitar and that was just to keep it going so as long as i had the original parts i'd just probably leave it alone now i'm going to disagree with you on one point there because if you know i i am a product of the 1980s and back then in the 70s and 80s, people would do a lot of stupid things to guitars, including <laughs> changing out tuning machines when the old machines were fine. But, you know, everybody had to have growth. Now that I absolutely agree with you, Tony Baloney. Yeah. I yeah, do or, agree with you on that. But if or if put a brass nut on it or a set of DiMarzio pickups. Yeah, and all that. that would bother me. And, yeah. and if, if those changes were done just to keep the guitar functioning and they were reasonable changes, 
you know, you can't expect somebody to get the exact factory replacement if the thing's right. 30 years old. Well, the, in but, the 80s, you couldn't get exact factory no. replacements. No. So, yeah. no, I I think you know what I'm saying. I know what you mean. Uh, Tim, how about yourself? Well, as y'all said, it, it's definitely quite a predicament right there. Um, but uh, I almost had my mind made up until Tony mentioned the 80s and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, that's not but, good uh, back there. <laughs> assuming, assuming everything isn't ridiculous, but still functioning guitar, I would respect the guitar's journey and take it as is, as long as it's functional. And I mean, chances are with those aftermarket parts, probably looks pretty punk rock. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think uh, I think we're kind of unanimous on this one. Um, I love the idea of thinking about you know who's played it, what's the you know has this, where in the country is this scene you know an audience, what's been you know spilled on it, you know what tunes are written on it, that kind of thing. I mean that that's kind of magic. That's one of the joys of going to a, a guitar show is that you get to see all these great guitars and, and and been in so many different people's hands and, and, you know, maybe even passed down through, uh, you know, generations or, or his gifts and stuff. I mean, there's, I wish that, that more guitars came with more stories. Like there was, you know, a, a log on what that guitar, you know, had seen and done and everything. That'd be really cool. Somebody, people need to start doing that so they can leave them in the little flip up box in the, in the guitar case. So somebody can go like, Whoa, check this out. That, that'd be really cool to have some actual provenance attached to things. So, yeah. And I agree with the whole, you know, uh, the idea that when things get changed up, I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean, I, I, I think we all personally change them up. We want to make them ours. So respecting that is, is uh, I think uh, that's definitely what I would do. So what would you out there do? You listening right now, what would you be doing? That's a question. You know, it's a question you, of all the eternity. Let us know. When, you find, know. A, when you find a guitar like that, and it's in that condition, I think also it, it gives you a little, it gives you a choice. You know, can I continue to customize this the way I want it to? Or do yeah, I put it's not it back? Sacred. It, it's a crossroads. You know, it's great. Yeah, indeed. All right. Well, we need to thank a few people. Tony? Yes? Hit it. Would you like me to thank a few people? Sure. All right. Well, at this point in the show, much has been said today about executive producers and grand poobas, if right. I remember correctly from earlier. But at this point of the show, we like to thank a special group of people. Our executive producers. Do it! Do it! <laughs> now, you might be asking... Do it, Tony! <laughs> Yikes, that was scary. I don't want to do it We're now. I'm going to laugh at you. Uh, uh, you might be asking, what's an executive producer and how can I become one? Well, go over to patreon.com 
forward slash the guitar knobs. And you can find a couple of different levels in which you can participate. Each level comes with its own bevy of thank you gifts, including things like barefoot buttons and stickers and t-shirts and, oh my goodness, all kinds of, all the good stuff. All the good stuff is there. In addition, it helps qualify for some fantastic giveaways we have coming up for our 200th that's two zero zero episode. Yeah, bonkers. The top position is the executive producer level. That's right. And in addition to all that great, 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 great stuff, you get one more thing. And what is that, Jared? You get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. And that's what right. I'm going to do right now. So a special thanks to Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, John Daly, Chris Carney, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lanthrop, John Anglin, Tyler Bray, Brad Partridge, Chris Heidel, John Esterly, Doug Gann, Justin Jones, Brett Alexander, James White, Matt Hart, Liam Martin, James Pennington, Richard Kendall, Ty Harmon, John Williams, Michael DeLucio, John Jackson, Jason Rausch, and our newest executive producer, Hale. Mr. David Rando. Hey, hey, David. David. He's uh, back in my uh, my old my old digs uh, over in Huntington Beach, California. Oh, Huntington Beach, CA. Very nice. But wait, there's another level. You know there is. Because <laughs> we, we talked about it earlier. It's our Grand Pooba level. Mm-hmm. Our guest today is a Grand Pooba. That's right. Indeed. So... This is a very, very special thing, and we we, we send a, a a thank you fez that they are. Re- are you wearing your fez right now, Tim? I hope so. I am over my headset. I, I got it taped on. Nice. <laughs> send a picture. I don't believe oh, you. That's right. <laughs> you get a special fez to wear as one of the in the Grand Puba clan here. So, want a special thanks to Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga. Cody Lane, Cody Foster, Seanus, yes, Tommy Manasco, Mark Garten, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys. Mm, is there someone I'm forgetting? <laughs> nope, I think that's everybody. <laughs> mm, I think that's it. Oh no, of course not, Mr. Tim Nowak. Thank hey, you, sir. Right, right on. Here. Thank My you, pleasure. So very much, uh, Tim. Please tell us where people can get your Awesome pedals. You can go to bardicaudiodevices.com, or if you have any questions, you can go to Instagram at bardicaudiodevices. And if friends of the podcast, uh, I'd like to extend a little offer. Yahoo! Nice. Tell Do more. It. In the discount section on the website, if you input guitar knobs 20, You'll get twenty percent off your entire purchase. Holy it's all wow. lowercase, twenty, all one word, twenty percent off. Fantastic! Thank you, Tim. That's awesome, Thanks, Tim. Wow, very, very cool. So make sure that you go and get some of that stuff because it's good stuff. Doggone it! 
and right. um, and it's made by a real person who who just told you that he just makes all that stuff. So he's here on the podcast. Yeah, and then you can directly ask him questions about it and all that good stuff. So, um, thank you. That's very kind of you. Very generous, and we really appreciate that for our listeners. Tony Bologna. Yeah. Why don't you head over to pickguardian.com if you need some information. That's you right. can see all the stuff that I do. There's some stuff that you can buy right from there, but most of what I do is custom work. So just shoot me an email. Let me know what you need, what kind of material, what kind of pickups. I'll be happy to take care of you and make you something you're going to love. Fantastic. Jared, how about yourself? Well, if you're in the need of some new pickups, some new pickups that look like old pickups that go in your old guitar or, or your new, new guitar. guitar that looks old, <laughs> Brandon Wild Pickups. Brandon Wild also, pickups. check us out on the uh, Rewind Time with Brandon Wild Pickups. I'm always doing some sort of uh, old, cool pickup, and uh, it's not a very long show, so it won't take up much of your time. So enjoy that as well. Good stuff. It is good. And it's interesting because you're like, oh, what? I didn't know that a thing like that actually existed. And very cool. Very cool. Uh, you can shoot me a an, an email. Let's be correct here. An email. Todd at the guitar You can also DM me. And, and, and not only just me, but, you know, I will pass on the message uh, on Instagram at guitar knobs. We'd love to hear from you. We would love to get Jared some new would you rathers to say uh, and uh, just generally just see how you're doing and how you like the show. Or if you That's don't right. like the show, tell us what you don't like about it. We'll listen. Uh, Tim, thank you so much for jo for joining us tonight. And um, we really appreciate you as a, uh, as a supporter, as an enthusiast out there and as a pedal builder. So thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. You bet. All right, everybody. Have a great week and subscribe. Yeah. 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 It makes a good snack, especially cold spaghetti. Oh, you big dummies. Do we have to do a, um, a thingy? <laughs> Anyhow. Oh, yeah. Hey, Tony Baloney. Yeah, we need to do a thingy. I'm drinking anyhow. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we already did that joke, dum dum. <laughs> Love it. Coming I up. hate you, Todd. I know you do. I'll do a thingy. <laughs> ah, there you go. That's that's my boy. In Y'all, you live in Michigan. You're supposed to have a northern accent up there. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, let's do it. I gotta grab a beer, but go ahead. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at the guitar for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time